Welcome to the first, second episode of <laughs> Right Away Podcast. I'm James Rosile, joined with... Andrew Fantasia. Hello. Hi. Was that to me or was that to, was the, to everybody? That James. was to the 2.5 listeners. I that's don't know right. who 0.51 is, but thank you so much. It's a baby. The baby's count is half a person. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys, for listening to us talk about writing what Andrew and I love uh, to do moderately. Sometimes sometimes we hate doing it. I'm, I don't know like for sure. I'm putting words in your mouth, but I'm confident there are times when you're like, nope. Oh, 100%. Um, and that's why, that's kind of why, like it was your idea to start this this podcast and I'm, I'm hoping that this will become the kind of show where writers like us who love to do it 90% of the time can listen to it during that 10% where they're, you know, they're hitting a wall and they can listen to it and it can just kind of remind them why they love it. And it'll be the kind of show that you can come back to if you're just like, oh man, my character's stuck in a cave. I don't know how to get them out. You know, the, the postseason football starting. I'm distracted by things. You can turn on right away. And maybe we'll say something stupid and you'll be like, hey, you know what? I'm smarter than those guys. I know what to do. Or maybe we'll say something kind of profound and you'll be like, you know what? They're handsome gents. I'm going to take their advice and sit down and start writing. They think we're handsome. They don't know what we look like. Ooh, that's why I will say that cave scenario that you just brought up is one that is pissing me off right now because I am writing. I stopped writing it for the one that we'll be talking about as this podcast goes on. But I stopped writing my – I was writing a fantasy novel. Yes, you were. And it was nice. Yeah, I was very much enjoying it. And I had a beginning and an end. But I didn't have a middle was the problem. And I consistently got stuck. And it was be- and I was writing filler. Mm. And then I would put my character in situations that really the character did not need to be in. And I didn't want to get her out of it. <laughs> and so I was very, very frustrated. And it's that cave situation. Was was your character stuck in a cave? Is that, is that what happened? No, no. It was... Because um, I made that f- reference to as a Shenmue 2 reference for all my gamer friends out there who know you're gonna let me borrow soon yeah uh no was not stuck in a cave metaphorically though yes okay (laughs) (laughs) metaphorically my character uh jerry was stuck in a cave which is the best kind of way to be stuck in a cave yeah it was frustrating but today we're going to talk about the beginnings of the writing process yes uh i guess i should preface this by saying that this is our own personal opinions and takes because i think everybody works differently but this is how i think you and i well i know it's how i (laughs) so i'm getting you know we're going to talk about how we get uh from that idea floating around in our head to written on paper in a way that makes sense because it's easy to write the idea down but in a way that makes sense is is very hard uh so let's go into where do ideas come from well here if you if you heard our intro episode that we made for right away uh james brought up that him and i know each other from making movies he's a filmmaker and i'm an actor so uh i got cast in a bunch of his movies and and one of the movies you made uh a film called out there had a really cool premise uh i kind of fell in love with the premise when i read the script and it's one of those premises that you've told me on several occasions you've had lots of people asking you james how the hell did you you know, what prompted you to think about a movie where you send a guy to Mars? Because that's what it's about. Um, and your your story of, of how you came up with that is, is very simple, but it's very, you know, it's very telling of how a writer's mind works. So what did happen? Like, what was it that prompted Out There to become a thing? Out There was, so before you came into the picture on it, I was... Uh, working at a community television channel and I was going on a, a news shoot with a reporter and the reporter oh, was an actor. His name is Declan Roberts. And he said, James, we got to do something. We got to act. I got to act. You got to write something. We got to do it. And I said, okay, I can do this. So I wrote this script called Straight Until Morning and it was uh, like a romantic drama, which was what I did a lot of the time. Very... I find for me personally is the easiest thing for me to write. Right. And I'm not saying for everybody, but for me personally, like I just, I kind of understand the beats and I, I know how to work around it. So I wrote that and I sent it to a few people and everybody was like, yeah, okay, let's do it. It was a decent script. It wasn't anything special necessarily, but it was, it was solid. Like it was, it was something that you could shoot on a low budget. And I said, but I'm only doing this if we have a Kickstarter campaign and blah, blah. And everybody was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. 
because um, I needed I needed to have some money. I couldn't spend all of my money on. I was getting tired of doing that. I'm like, yeah, I need money that I can to make this work because I don't want to spend a lot. It takes time, you know. Obviously, you know, I don't want to do that. And then um, after like a few weeks of that, I was getting the Kickstarter like in my head, planning it out, writing down notes of how I was going to approach that. A friend of mine came over, and we were having some beers, and he says, "Do you know about this Mars mission?" And and I laughed. I said, what? And my <laughs> wife was like, what are you talking about? And he said, yeah, a friend of mine applied to colonize Mars. And I was stunned. I'd never heard of this in my life. So he took me to the website. I put it on the website. And I watched and I watched all of like these um, video applications for all of these people that applied. And there were a ton of them. One of them was his friend. And I was like, is this real? And at this point, I had like three or four beers in me. So I was getting, I was on the tipsy level. And because uh, I'm a lightweight, also, and but I was drinking, and then, and then I remember, I got up and I walked, I walked away to get some water at one point, and my walk up, to, from my couch to the fridge, this movie hit me about a guy who applies to live on Mars to help colonize Mars. And and people should know, I should preface this, the walk from your couch to your fridge is a very short walk. Yeah, it's like 10 feet. Yeah, this, <laughs> so a, I live this in happened in a blank. And this, so I, I actually. I had at that time I had an iPhone, the iPhone four, uh, and then I moved, then I switched to Android. But now I'm back to Apple. Congratulations, <laughs> thanks. But the thing that's cool about coming back to Apple is my notes from my old phone have appeared through the cloud on my oh, new phone. Uh, so I have clever? these notes from I just found this today. Oddly enough, February twenty third, two thousand fourteen. We shot the film that April. Well, we started to in April. This is February twenty third, twenty fourteen. These are the notes for out there that I wrote, I believe this was uh, the next day or the day. I have to look at I can't remember what day it was, but it was. this was around that time. Right. And so it was rejected for asthma and also his criminal history. <laughs> like, that was the first note I wrote. Email notifications. Sabina wants to get lunch. They hang out, at, hang out over time, develop a relationship and feelings. Everett goes to Isaiah for help with resume. Isaiah, and it's just like, it's just like about like it's all those beats. I was like, I need this. This needs to happen. Sabina's spoiler alert: whether or not she gets upset with Mars, uh, and then they try to discover what to do with their relationship. And then um, there's like a scene here that I wrote: Why not the moon? Why don't you colonize the moon? That's actually a line from it. So th- these were my first notes. So February 23rd was when I started writing notes, and I wrote in one day. I wrote 50 pages of that script. Wow! In one day, that was a very unique. St- situation I, I i wrote another one that quickly before i wrote the entire script for out there in three days it was in three days. then rewrites obviously whatever but the first draft was it was three days which was i think the the quickest i ever went in before that was uh this script called always signal i wrote that in in five or seven days and that was 150 pages this one was 110 120 yeah, out there was about 110-ish. Yeah, it was around there. But I learned a lot since I wrote the other one that it should, shouldn't be that long. The thing with out there, and you can talk about this a little bit, was the, it was two movies, basically. It was a movie of you trying to go to Mars, and then it was a movie of the female character trying to go to Mars. Right. It was, it was kind of like, imagine if the first half of Karate Kid was about Miyagi trying to win a competition and then he's like you know what i'm kind of frail this probably isn't going to be happening but this kid's got some promise let me see if i can work on this um and it's so like it's such a perfect example this this story of that kind of writing where it's like something is it just kind of appears in you and you just have to expunge it and just get it out onto paper and sometimes that is like the force of that is so strong that it only takes three days to write 50 pages or however much it was. So that's the kind of writing that we all as writers, you know, we, we want it. We crave that. That's, that's the kind of feeling that we wish we could get every time we sat down and you know, we're not going to get And unfortunately that's just how brains work, you know, unless you're some kind of savant in which case like, damn, (laughs) you know, Call us up, come be a guest star, tell us how yeah, you feel. Please. But, but uh, that is the sort of, the, the holy grail of writing, I think, is getting that feeling. 
and the fact that you got that feeling about something that was so out of left field like these people are going to mars like it, it's not even it, it's a, a a b-roll news story yeah and and it hit you in that way which is awesome it was strange because it was almost like it it really did write itself like i literally i wrote the 110 pages whatever it was in the three days you know with bad grammar and spelling and whatnot i wrote in the three days and i sent it to uh aaron my wife who produced it uh brock who was a producer on it and i sent it to you and and when i was doing straight on till morning i had cast declan in that and and uh Jacqueline Betts I had cast her as well and I so I had to go to them and I had to be like uh by the way <laughs> uh, uh we're not gonna do Strand until morning anymore but so I sent it to both of them Jacqueline right away was like yes like because her character her character in Strand until morning was the extremely typical boring bland female character in every romantic like it was just like right she's like been there done that but she'll do it but she's like I've been there done that yeah whereas this one she was quirky and I had to have a lot more fun with it. Declan, however, went from the lead to the co-lead. I, like, he's still, his character's prominent in Out There. Like, he has a big role in Out There, but he was no longer the lead, so I had to talk to him about that. Uh, but, yeah, those were who I said, and everybody kind of was like, everybody was on board really quickly with that, and I think because of that, we were able to push up the Kickstarter campaign because I, the other thing that I was able to set everybody on was I said, if we go to Kickstarter with this, and we try to convince people to give us money. The premise of this is easier to sell, more intriguing than Strand Unto Morning, a guy yes. with a girl problem. Like yes. it's like there is so much more that we can do with that. And we, we you know, we we met our goal on uh, on Kickstarter, which was the most exhausting. I think it was three months. It was the most exhausting three months wow. of my life. Like it was just. <laughs> like it was, a, it was a full time job on top of my full time job on top of trying to get this movie going. It was like it was really, really tiring. But that—that's the story of, uh, of out there. Not so much how we got the. Uh, but so the, how I started it though, what kicked it all off? I'll just because this is how it was. Was it was those video applications I watched? I watched like twenty or thirty of them the night, and while we we're watching one. Uh, Everett Curtis, his character, all the, the reason I think why that worked so well was because, or how I was able to write so fast, was that character, because of the video applications, I knew what needed to be said and in what manner and context it needed to be said in. Yes. So it starts off with a video application. And that was this kicking. That was the kicking point. And I also knew the other benefit I had to this was I knew that I had Declan and Jacqueline, and I needed to write them roles. So, so that was it was all kind of part of it. It was one of those everything worked out perfectly. It was like at the time I didn't know who to cast forever, but I never I wasn't at that point yet. I was just like I have this character, and, I, I, and it was it was a it was close to the beginning where I thought of you. Like it was it was early on, but it wasn't the first. That wasn't the first thought. The first thought was, right. I have to write this character, and he's going to wear a vest, and you never end up wearing a vest. But I was like, it's got to be this. <laughs> Thank you for not making me. <laughs> but that was that was how it started, and and what made it really easy was I had, I had the other applications to go from, and it was just such a perfect intro. Like because what it was was when I watched the other video applications, the stories of those people's lives hit me, yeah. and so I was like, this is how it starts. And then because I had Declan, I was like, this is Declan's character. And this is going to be Jacqueline's character. And because I knew that I had to have those characters, I, I knew how to fit them into the story right. in an organic way. And so that's how it all. So that's what made Out There, for me, unique as a, compared to a lot of other things I've written where it was easy to kickstart that one. Do you have any anything that you've written that's been like super easy? Super easy? Um, there, there was a, a story I wrote... Uh, a novel called Side Scroller, uh, which was about video games, yeah. um, sort of. It was sort of about video games, but it was actually a, my own my first attempt at a romance story, which I had never done before. So I said, well, "That's it, interesting," because I'm like, I, I just go right to the you romance go right stuff, to the romance, and you're like, yeah. "No, middle finger to the romance." No, I don't believe in love, you know. So so I was like, if I'm gonna make a story where there's a romance at the center of it, let me steep it in something I do know which was video game sci-fi craziness and there's robots in it. And then that 
helped. And all of a sudden I had a romance that I was proud of. But um, the the out there thing was so like, it's so fascinating. Uh, I'm going to get sappy here for a second. So Aww. bear with me. I'm going to pour on some sap here. But you want to talk about like, like butterfly effects of things. Um, a lot of the times when we're sitting down and we're writing something, you know, at, at least for me, maybe it's different, but I find when I'm writing something that I'm super proud of, my brain jumps ahead and I'm like, how beautiful will it be if one day when I'm, I've been dead for a hundred years, you know, somebody is still reading what I wrote and what I wrote is still living on and it's, it's immortalizing in a sense. Um, but there's also like, there's an immortalizing aspect to just the butterfly effect of how you create something and it has ripples and out there is such a perfect example. Like you and I knew each other before you made out there, but we hadn't seen each other in, in many years. At we that actually point. had tried to shoot stuff in between like the year. It was years. Yeah. yeah. It was just like a back and forth of, Hey, I'm going to try this and you know, I'll get a hold of you if it kicks off yeah, and, and it never did. And it never <laughs> did. Um, but then like out there stuck, like you stuck the landing on that. I came aboard and made this, this, this feature with you. And that set the ball rolling where we made another feature together and then we made another little thing together. And then you and Brock started Rebel Scum Podcast and invited me into that and so on and so on. And now here we are starting here our own. Are. So this this podcast right away kind of owes out there for that. Yeah, right out there. There you go. So yeah, it's it, it's uh, it's an immortalization that like it, it create you created so much just from writing out there. And it, it's it's weird in that way. That's really weird. Yeah, and I was actually uh, so I thought of you for out there, within the first fifty pages is when it because his voice kind of changed to your voice somewhere around there, and uh, before he sounded like Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah, right? that's yeah. <laughs> I think I'll have a heart attack and die. That's my uh, Iago <laughs> from Aladdin. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I'm good at impressions. <laughs> Email us at the right away podcast at gmail.com and let me know what you think of my impression of Gilbert Gottfried. I'm going to be the first right, to yeah, please. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so what, so what I was going to say though is I was, so I, I said, I think I asked you to be in it before I even told anybody, <laughs> which is really safe and, and respectful mm. as me. Uh, but I, Everyone's yelling at next door. So I, so what I did was I, yeah, I had the fifty pages and I was like, Andrew would be perfect for this. And I was like, we've been trying to work for so long. Is he going to be like oh, another one of these? Yeah. <laughs> and then just be like, no. That's what I. That's I was kind of anticipating that. And then you were like, yeah. And I was like, okay, God, good, 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 because uh, it was uh, that character is of all the characters I've written was the most specific to. And Sabina too, but it, like those two characters were like, if, if the actors don't, if the acting is not up to it, these characters will just. I thought they would suck, kind mm-hmm. of. Like, because Everett could have been a caricature, I think. Yeah, and it was important that he obviously wasn't, because it was a, a real type of person. Sabina was the same way, um, and I was really worried, but I knew, I knew you could do it. And I knew Jacqueline. Well, I wrote it for like I was. I needed a role for her because and she I had, rocked it. She was yeah. so much fun. She was. She was so. I think she was really happy that she didn't have to do the other script. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Because the other one, I like when she was like, she 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 was straight up honest. She's like, thank God. She's like, because the other one, like, it was fine. But I was like, no, I, I understand where you're coming from. That was just that was the other script was a script because let's shoot something. So I wrote the easiest, quickest thing I could. Yeah. And then instead I wrote out there, which was, it was challenging, but it wasn't challenging at all because of how easy it was. The challenging is for me, the weakest part is still the ending. And that was the hard, it wasn't even the hardest part. It was just, it was, um, it was getting too long and I, I wanted the ending I'll go into it a little bit here. I guess we'll talk about endings now. <laughs> but I wanted the ending to be... I won't say what it was because I'll never uh, uh, let out what it actually was in my head. But it was going to be a lot more elaborate um, and a, a little bit more depressing. Were we entering people's dreams, James? Yes. Was it, it was called Inception. Okay. No, it was... Um, it was. So the ending about there ends in, in kind of a happy note. And my original ending was... In my head, I never wrote this ending because the screenplay was getting too long. And because it was getting too long, I had to wrap it up basically is how I kind of felt. So I came to 
so what I what I, the way I ended that one was I said this is where I am in the story where I want it to go is is here but I can't get there so realistically the story would end this way because that how it ends would have still been a factor in the longer version of it like yeah. that's the, but it just would have been a part of it and then it would have continued on and we would have got to another thing and then we would have discovered something but yeah the two obstacles where it was it was getting too long because the movie is a an hour and 52 minutes like it's 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 a length for a four thousand dollar film like it's micro mac micro macro that's like two space jams yeah. You can fit two space jams inside. Yeah, it's but it's like it's it's long for no money, and it uh, so to go longer would have been a hassle. Then I would have uh, there would have been locations that would have been a lot harder, um, but it would have ended a little more. It would have more of a final, a finite ending to it, mm-hmm. where you would really definitely have known what has happened to these characters. Um, so I wrote a sequel. I never wrote a sequel, ah, but that, but in it, here, but in my head, in case like if you or anyone asked, I I knew where you guys would go from here because I had like that was my initial my original plan was to get there, and actually in the notes, it kind of hints at it hints at it, like where I wanted to go with it. But yeah, it, when you when I was writing that one, it was uh, I was getting to that point. I'm like this is too far, and I think I rewrote the ending like five times. Yeah, endings are. In in my experience too, they're they're what get rewritten the most. Uh, they change the most um, because your middle is always in so much flux that the ending. It's like it's like Yoda says, always in motion is the future. So you can plan out your ending as much as you want, and I would actually recommend it. You know, know where you're going. Don't be like the writers of Mad Men. Swish. Ouch. Uh, Come at me, AMC. Uh, but yeah, so know know where you're going, but. Uh, let that destination be a little bit flexible. I think. I think is the, what. It, the yeah, I, I. You know what quote I always. I, there's. Uh, it's Gilligan who did Breaking Bad, and I think he's a showrunner of Breaking Bad. Am I right? Uh, yeah, Gilligan created yeah. and showman Breaking Bad, which so, is a good show. Great show, and I, I believe this is his quote. I hope I'm not misquoting <laughs> somebody else. Somebody else. Um, they said something about characters, and he's like, "Yeah, you, you have your plan, but." leave room because sometimes the actor will come in and will crush it and you're like well this is a character now and you never planned it so know where you're going but leave some wiggle room so you can make adjustments here and i think that's really that's really important and i like to have a beginning and an end and i really do like to have a solid middle because what i'm what i'm learning from this fantasy novel is if i don't have that middle you lose you can lose your way your way quickly but let's rewind from the middle and the ending to back to the beginning of it <laughs> how do you start typically how do you start writing a story um if it's a book the way i'll start because i have more experience with those um i have sort of i have a microsoft word file that is just ideas on a file pretty much um, so I'll just be like, Hey, what about this? And I'll, I'll come up with a title. I'll come up with character names, etc., and what the plot is. And I'll just kind of leave it there and it'll sit there. And there's, you know, 40 or 50 different ideas in this file. And every time I have a cool idea that I could add to it, like, Hey, you know, that one idea I had about cheap, I'm going to, I'm going to look back at that sheep story. Cause I thought of something cool I could put in it. And then I would go in and add, you know, a bullet point to that sheep thing. And once one of those little idea chunks gets big enough that I can kind of see something forming, I can see the bones of something, that's when I will start a new Microsoft Word file that's actually that story and be like, okay, let's let's try this. And I think I've done, like from that, that file of ideas, I think I've plucked out about, I want to say four out of like, 50 something that I've actually attempted to start. Uh, one of which was side scroller, which I, I finished the first one. It's going to be a trilogy, but I finished the first one and the other ones are like stuff that I've, I've gotten far in and then I would stop for whatever reason. Cause that's what we do. We're writers. We like to stop when we, when we got a good thing going. Um, <laughs> but that, that's sort of where I, where I begin is I'll have these kernels. I'll keep adding to them until they're meaty. And then I will 
give them their own space and try to let them stretch their legs. And just most of the time, it, there's less stretching room than I thought. But sometimes, like with side scroller, like it will just, it'll explode and things will happen and new characters will pop up. And I'll be like, I know where I'm going with this. Bada bing, bada boom. And next thing you know, it's finished. That's Aaron bought me this notebook. I want to say two to over two years ago now she bought me these notebooks two notebooks they're like really small like i don't know how big would you say that is for the people listening that can't is that okay you're holding your fingers but i don't know if that's like the thickness of the book or okay the width okay so that's like uh that looks like a police detective's notebook yeah like it was small yeah and one said brilliant ideas and the other one was plain and they're these little purple notebooks and um i was like she goes yeah for your ideas i was like but i write these on my phone and uh, so I never even used it. And then I got, I switched from the Apple phone to the to Android and I didn't like the notes on it as much. It's weird, I, whatever. And I was like, huh, oh, I don't like notes. And for, for whatever reason, I picked up that notebook and I started writing, I think on wavering distances, the other, another, I started writing ideas for that in it. And, but, but aside, what happened there was Capeside Bay was created in that notebook. Which Cape Side Bay is um, a novel that may or may not be published. And it was, um, it, what happened was, so I had this idea for Cape Side Bay, which started off as a screenplay. And I started writing it. Then I was like, well, I'm never going to be able to shoot this. I don't know if anyone's ever going to know it. So I, so I started writing it as a novel. And I, I found out some other ways to publish it and whatnot. And um, so I had this idea. And I started writing it. But I didn't know where it was going to go. Well, no, sorry. I, I knew where it was going to end i didn't know how to get there and the one thing that i did have going for me on this one was each chapter was a time of day so it was morning afternoon evening night i really liked that about the book by the way that was was fun yes it was it was thursday night then it was friday morning afternoon night saturday so it was all weekend it was thursday to monday the labor day long weekend so i knew that and that ended up being the most beneficial thing to ever happen to me in my writing life ever aside from maybe looking at those application videos of for out there <laughs> because what 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 happened was was because that was the structure each 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 uh, storyline needed to fit in those so what i would do is i would write down so i had my thursday night written i had my friday morning written and then i was like well it's friday afternoon what would happen in the afternoon then i'd write that down then be oh so friday night this has to happen and because of that everything kind of was able to come into place because of that structure if i didn't have that structure it would have been a completely different book i think because it like it was just everything was able to fit like the pieces so i was like so i was at one point there is an astrobiologist character that shows up and i knew the character had to show up i was like well the character can't show up until saturday morning yeah yeah he shows up late in the game yeah so i'm like but he can't because the way of the structure right he can't just show up friday night like that's yeah, weird exactly. like he needs to show up after the events have happened so it's so because of that it was so beneficial that my next book i didn't follow that <laughs> at all <laughs> but now like but when i'm doing it though i'm like man i really wish i went back to that structure but it's so unique to that story which is cool because it your your charting process your your storyboarding process for the the, the story uh, ended up being a part of the the books, like, like it ended up being one of the hooks of the story that made it unique. So that was pretty serendipitous for you. And, and yeah, like it, I don't know how I came up with that idea or why. <laughs> to, to, <laughs> to be completely honest with you, I thought it was just no. Actually, I know how I came up with it. It was my dad. My dad was reading a book, and I think it's and I haven't read this. Uh, World War Z, World War Z. Oh, okay, I haven't. Have you read it? No, I saw the movie and I'm not a zombie fan, so I was like, oh, I no. heard the book is really good. I actually, all, I tried to buy a book, a, the book a few times, and it's, it was sold out. I was like, what? Like, it was weird. So I haven't, I haven't uh, read it, but my dad did. I think it was that book. I could be completely wrong. And he was like, it was kind of. He goes, what was? He was talking about a book. And he goes, you know, what was cool. Was it was time of day? Like it was like six fifty nine was a chapter. Oh. He goes, I really like that. And I was like. And he told me that year, like years ago, and that stuck in my head for a while. And I was like, you know, it'd be cool if the chapters were time of day, and then like th- there are breaks in because the, the chapters are long because the t- those times of day are long. So I put like the st- the asterisks in there to like break it up, so you could yeah. be like, I need a break, and put your bookmark in or whatever. And th- that was how 
how I come up with it. Somebody told me, though, they thought the chapters were too long. Which I was. Most people are quitters, whoever said that. Well, I was curious, though. We should, have a, we should do a talk on chapter length. Because I'm not. I kind of prefer longer chapters to shorter chapters. That's my own personal preference. Because when you read a short chapter, you're like, yay! But there's 70 of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I think it depends on the story, too. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If it's a short story, it's short. Yeah. <laughs> but for this one, so anyway, thank you. But that's how I felt with. But because of that structure, Cape Side Bay fit fit easily. And actually, uh, starting that book, the was interesting as well because I always knew. So, the book starts, uh, spoilers, with a group of kids. Uh, they go into the woods and go missing. One of them goes missing. That, that's how well you've read it so you know mm-hmm. that's how it starts however the screenplay I didn't know how to write that in the screenplay so I so the first chapter the first the first chapter the beginning of the screenplay was actually the second chapter of the book it was the morning after oh. I never wrote the kid part in the thing because I was like in my, in my head and I never I should say I never got that far into the screenwriting like I wrote um, if you compare it to the book the book when the mayor's talking to the sheriff mm-hmm. or not the sheriff the uh park ranger that's basically where i got in the in the screen but it wasn't very far at all but i didn't know if i should have that part in in the in the screenplay or not like like is the movie power, powerful with it is should i take it out but when i was writing the novel the and this was my first novel I, i've written like tried writing them before but never but i was like i can write this now because i, I feel you have more freedom in books yes be, and you can flesh things out and you could take your time because in a screenplay, like without there, I couldn't tell the ending that I wanted to tell because of time. Yeah. Whereas in a book, I'm now I'm like, well, so there are things in the Cape Side Bay book that never would have existed in the screenplay because I got the flesh out. So that's so the, the first chapter is the Thursday night, which is kind of a prologue. I don't know if I call it that or not. I think I just call it Thursday night, but it is definitely a prologue. It works as a prologue. For yeah, sure. it definitely is. I don't know if I call it that. Or not? I can't remember. But you just call it Thursday night. Yeah, probably. But it's a prologue. Like yeah. it's just like it's like this is before the story. Because when I was writing the screenplay, so when I wrote it, I had the idea of what happened already in my head that I didn't write in the screenplay. So I got to write that out in full length, and then because I had the next, the first, the second chapter, I guess, written in the screenplay, I had that already, and and I got to do the. Uh, the book is always better than the movie where I got to take my scene and then flush it the heck out. Yeah. And I got to make it like so much longer, more elaborate and go into more detail. And, and so that was fun. But so these are two, two examples of me having very, very easy goings starting, a, uh, starting my writing process. Yeah. And, and it's, it's funny that you mentioned the notebook. Um, I have, I don't even know if you know about this, but so that, word file that i mentioned where i just jot down ideas the name of that word file is called the 160 and where that name comes from is about i want to say at least 11 years ago maybe longer ago uh, i went to the toronto international film festival for the first and only time (laughs) (laughs) were you in it uh no i wish i just uh i just went to um like see a movie i i remember the movie was called edison and justin timberlake and ice cube were in it uh but i can't tell you what it was about because i can't remember it was just people shooting gangsters but uh they gave out these books at tiff and they were these little black notebooks very nice with like a nice like shiny cover and they were thick notebooks just full of blank paper because you were supposed to walk around with these notebooks and get autographs from people um, but I realized two things very quickly during that evening. A, I did not pay nearly enough to have the privilege to walk around and actually meet people worth getting on <laughs> Uh, I bought a VIP ticket and apparently that's not enough V for what they were expecting. Maybe um, it wasn't enough P. N- maybe. Uh, but, and the second thing I learned was that I, I don't really care for autographs. I'm not really the kind of person who wants to own autographs. I mean, it would have to be somebody like big like for me to want their autograph like somebody from like back to the future something like important to me so i wasn't like i never go to like fan expos or anything and be like i gotta freaking get autographs like that's not my thing so i had this notebook filled with blank white pages just small white pages 
And one day I sat down and I counted how many pages there were, and there were 160, there were 160 pages. So I thought, okay, I'm not going to waste this notebook because I don't like wasting paper. So I'm going to make it my mission to fill this notebook. Every page I'm going to fill with an idea, whether it's for a book, a movie, a video game, something, just an idea. Um, and at the end of it all, I'll have 160 ideas and a full book with no wasted paper. Everybody wins. Uh, it's still not filled. I think I have filled maybe it's 75 pages of that book. It's been a while since I opened it. Um, but that's where that word file came from. I, I turned it into a word file afterwards. I called it the 160. And I was like, okay, all the ideas that are in the book are going into this file, at least all the ones that were based for novels, because that's what primarily what the file was for. And that little notebook kind of prompted me to be more creative too. So a lot of my ideas that I had, even ones that, you know, only exist as literally four words inside that tiny book sitting in my night table, uh, they came from the fact that I had a lot of paper and nothing to do with it. So I, I wanted to fill it out. Uh, so thank you, Tiff, for your one good contribution that year was, was giving me that, that book. Let's go into the difficulties oh, of boy. writing. I have had some doozies where I have, you know, you stroke, you know, lightning strikes. Like, I got the idea. This is going to be the best story I'm ever going to tell. Mm-hmm. And I sit down and I write nothing. How about you? <laughs> yeah, there's there's the lightning, exactly like you said. Um, there's a story, like my main story I've been working on since 2004 is this the one that's like 24 books yeah 20 books but yeah you're not far off uh i've been working on it since 2004 and i have you know the ending plotted out but even now to this day i'm still getting those lightning strikes for it but sitting down to add a new chapter to it sometimes i'll be like yep and we're done after a couple hours or sometimes i'll I'll be sitting there staring at an empty screen and be like yeah i'm i'm done i like i i can't finish a chapter today that's just that's how it rolls unfortunately um even something that i've been familiar with for 14 years like it's it's just when the time is right the time is right and when it's not right it's you don't want to force it if you force it you know you can the best way to come up with something good yes is to sit down and actually write something and even if it's gibberish whatever but if you're trying to force something into your story that doesn't necessarily fit just because you want to be able to say i had a productive day then you're doing a disservice to your your story and your character let me ask you a question though so you're going to sit down you're like i have an idea i'm going to sit down and it's not coming to you it's not coming to you do you just walk away or do you force yourself to write horrible garbage and then at least when you go back, you have a template. I'll, if the idea has to do with the part of the book I'm at right now, I'll, I'll just write stuff and then I'll have that template to go back to and edit. Uh, but sometimes, the majority of the time, the idea will be about a part of the story that I'm not at yet. I'll be like, oh man, wouldn't it be great if, if she said this to him at this point? And I'll be like, okay, that's three books from now, but can I plant seeds for it now and then you know i'll i'll look at where i am and i'll be like okay this guy's doing this let me see if i can get him out of this situation but my mind is on that other idea and i'm so excited for that i can't focus on on the present i'm like oh man i just want to talk about what this princess is doing you know 50 years from the point in time where i am now where this guy is walking down the street so i can't finish that guy's street tale because I'm just too damn excited about what the princess is doing in the future uh, that I'll like I'll I'll try but I'll just I'll have nothing and I'll have to just walk away and and wait for that idea to cool down so I can go back to the guy on the street and help his ass out yeah that's a I know how that feels too I like I said the fantasy one for me is have I sent you that book at all anything that I've written from there the fan like the not the the new one that you that you're doing which is like fantasy sci-fi right you're talking about the other yeah fantasy fantasy fantasy. yeah you sent me i i think 
at least one chapter, if not two. Yeah, which is all I've pretty much written. And that's on the Patreon page, patreon.com slash James Rosili. But uh, it's all on there, what I wrote. And my struggle with this, and maybe you can help me out, is uh, because it's fan. I love coming up with fantasy names. I have so mm-hmm. much fun with that. But but uh, have I written too many names? Are there too many characters? And the problem that I find myself having, and maybe this is because I don't have... I have the ending. Like, I know exactly how it's going to end, and I'm very, very excited for the ending. Like, the, the ending excites me for this book. Yeah. The the problem is getting there. Like, I have the beginning. I don't even have... The, the other problem is I'm not 100% sold on my beginning either. Like, I have the opening, and you're like, okay, so she's going to go on an adventure. Great. That's great. But it, it, I think there's, I don't think I fleshed it out enough. And that's my problem is I'm, because I have the ending and I don't have anything else, I'm rushing to get there. Yeah. And then when I realize I'm rushing, I have to reel it in. And when I reel it in, that's when I'm in a cave. That's when I end mm-hmm. up in that cave. And I'm like, how, and then I just get frustrated and I don't want to write it anymore. Whereas this new one that I'm writing now, the opening chapter was something i've had in my mind for 15 years at least not for this story obviously but uh, i was uh, have i told you what my original opening was for this for the the sci-fi fantasy yeah it's no called the wisp the wisp yeah i didn't know if you um, wanted to give away the title just yet, yeah so yeah i've announced it whatever. the wisp yeah um so that was i won't say exactly what it's for but i had a, a, an idea for a movie in my head and and that opening chapter was basically how this movie would open mm-hmm. um and I, so I was because I was like because again with the wisp is I had an idea of how I wanted it to end and where I wanted it to go and the concept and everything I loved I love him like well how do you start this like how, how do you get to the beginning because it takes place in the virtual reality world for the most part yeah and I was like how do I get to the virtual reality world and establish it in a way that is you know realistic and and I ha- and I was like oh that's how this idea that I've had for like 15 20 years whatever it's been like that is how I will start this and so I did and and when I once I figured that out I could put it all down uh plus my love of virtual boy added all that together Ooh. and I had the first chapter and because I had that first chapter and you got to know the the character there's only one character in that well there's a few that are mentioned but because you don't get to know that character I was then able to go on to write this second chapter and uh, it, and it was just like you said that when I was talking about it, it was just so much. It's so much fun to write this story and these characters that I'm just having a blast. And because it's in virtual reality, it's not all in virtual. Actually, only the first chapter is really in virtual reality. Yeah. Um, more comes up, but it was just it was so much fun. And then I and because I know the virtual reality is coming into it, I know I'm like okay, I can stay subdued now, and then I can go so far over the top later on. Like the opening chapter is so far over the top that it allows me to reel it in the next chapter and be like, ah, she's a mechanic. And you're like, oh, mm. okay. And that's how, that was my thing with that. But the, the fantasy one though was the hardest. Oh, it wasn't a hard opening. It's just because I, I have the ending and I didn't have the beginning necessarily, but I had characters. I just feel like I'm rushing it. And because I'm rushing it, I almost feel like it might, because there's so many characters it might be too confusing and too much happens at once. It's like Jurassic Park 3 where it's like <laughs> 90 minutes and it's just a chase and you're like, I'm tired. Like, <laughs> yeah. what's it, like you know, those movies where it just go, go, go and they never stop. And like, just stop and breathe for a minute. Now nobody ever wants to breathing anymore. When they breathe, they're like, this is boring. I'm like, no, we're learning. But you know what I mean? Like, I, I always feel like you need just slow down, just slow down. And I think because I didn't have – because I only had an ending, I never, I'm rushing to get there. Now, I want to actually ask you about this fantasy story. Uh, because like you've mentioned, you're, the scripts that you've written for the past like decade have been very grounded scripts, mostly romances. Um, and then all of a sudden you're like, hey, Andrew, I wrote like a hardcore fantasy with like magic emeralds and shit. And I'm like, okay, so where did that come from? What was, what sparked that? That was I'm old. Um, <laughs> honestly, so I, like I said, I always wrote that romantic stuff because I always felt like love was like love is the, the thing. Like if you think every important song, every song is about love. Like love is always the undertow of everything. That's how I always felt. Except Cotton Eye Joe. No, that's <laughs> except Cotton Eye Joe, the most popular song ever, of course. <laughs> um, so I and I and I usually wrote for screen, and the screen that I was writing for was one 
with a budget that I could come up with for like $50. Yes. So it was never anything over the top. And then we did Out There. And Out There, doing Out There, I was really like, I mean, that was still kind of the love thing for the most part. You know, but not as much, but it was still kind of there. So a little, a little, whatever. And But it was, there was sci-fi elements to it. Yeah. Like small sci-fi elements. And I was like, you know, and I love Star Wars, obviously. And I love Ninja Turtles and I love Lord of the Rings and I love like everything I love. But, but then I love like Edward Burns romantic comedies. Like, stuff yeah. like, like I love those too. <laughs> but I was like, you know, but I really love Star Wars and I really love Ninja Turtles. I really love Lord of the Rings. I really love these things. And, I, you know, I love playing these video games that I throw on, you know, like like, like Super Mario Brothers is fantastic. I'm like, I like, I like, like, this is what I like. So I wrote this short uh, film called Mind Gate. Yes. Uh, which we just shot, and um, and I wrote it, and I was like, "This is doable. I could shoot this." And then uh, I started writing Capeside Bay, and I said, "This was two years ago. I wrote all this two years ago." And when I did Capeside Bay, I was like, "I, I, it, I couldn't shoot it," and the idea for that was, I need to not. I, I wanted to make something that I wanted to watch. And what, yeah. I, what I wanted to watch wasn't wasn't a romantic comedy this time. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. But this time it, it definitely wasn't. And so, I started, like I said, it was a screenplay. The screenplay wasn't ever going to get shot. So, it was like a book. So, that's what it was. It was just like, it's always been. Like, these, are things, these are arguably subjects that I enjoy more than what I was writing. But I... I would tie myself down and pigeonhole myself to writing those because they were accessible. And, and like I said, I really found them easy to write. Whether they were good or not, I don't know. But, uh, but for me, writing them and finishing them, I always found them very easy. But then out there kind of opened that door for me going, but I like, but I, wanna, I want this. This is what I want to do. I, I, like not always, obviously, but, mm-hmm. but not right now. And you know, and in Capeside Bay, there's that romantic element. There is a teenage boy who's in love with a teenage girl, and that's in there. Um, out there, there's some little romantic stuff in there, and Mind Gate, there's none. But it's it's seven yeah. it's, it's seven minutes of yeah. of, of uh, alien stuff. But like you know, and then the Wisp has some uh, in there, although that's gonna. That should be fun, and and the other fantasy, the Legend of Onyx, is what it's called. That fantasy, the the love story is actually is actually what it's all about, without ever being a love story. Like it's a fantasy. It's hard to explain, but that that's why I did it because I, I was like, I I don't know why I never did. That was like I was just it just kind of was like why haven't I done this? Yeah, the kind of world up. without limits, and you haven't really played in it yet. Yeah, that's what it was. So I was like, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to have it, and you're like, but my book has emeralds. I was like, <laughs> fine, I won't have emeralds then, but it still has emeralds. But it was, you know, and I wrote a, a text to you outlining like so much of this, and that was in January, and I don't know what year, and I don't know what phone, and I don't have that text. And I'm like, there were things in that text I'm like that I came up with on the fly. I was working a curling production, a curling show, the sport curling. I was in a truck. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I was in a truck though, and I was like, all these things. So I text you these things because I didn't have a notepad or anything on me. I don't know where any of that is. Like, the, I haven't found it, and so I've been depressed. <laughs> but that's like it was so when you when you told me about this story, it, it, it was so different from what I know as to be a James Rizzoli production in my head. I was like, oh, cool. And it, it reminded me of when, you know, you hear like, oh, here's this this filmmaker, like Christopher Nolan, who makes like these these really cool, you know, films of what whatever. And now all of a sudden he's making a Batman movie. And it's like, oh, cool. How's he going to make Batman? That was the feeling I got. I was like, James is writing a fantasy. What's that going to be like? That's awesome. <laughs> Never finished. <laughs> I want I, that fantasy is has been that actually the legend of onyx that's what it's called it has been on my mind since i graduated college in like 2003 yeah it's been on my mind i've had this idea of like these of these purple pigs with green harness and hair on them Uh, don't ask questions and there's a a castle in the cloud nine questions now james (laughs) there's a castle in the clouds like that kind of thing yeah water goes upwards things like that and i've had this idea in my head forever 
And I was like, I'm going to write this. But the problem, like I said, is I don't have a beginning where I have a beginning now, but I don't have a middle and because I don't have that. I'm right. It's just the rushing is pissing me off so much that I, I was like, I want to do this virtual reality one. And that's where my, that's where my game is right now. But I'm going to go back to, to the fantasy one because I, like I said, of Cape. So I have these ideas tangent i have these ideas and uh, cape side bay is going to be in like a trilogy of certain type of stories mm-hmm. and then i have like uh the virtual reality one is going to be like they're not trilogies they're separate they're like separate stories but they all are in like the, the cornetto trilogy like edgar Wright's yeah. Cornetto. yeah yeah like that where you're like oh it the same moral type thing yeah the, the virtual reality won't be that and the, the legend of onyx the fantasy one is in the cape side bay world but it's fantasy Cape Side Bay is in the real world this one's in the fantasy world but something there is a aspect of them that tie together in a way that you reading it will not know necessarily but I will and I have three of those and I started writing another one uh, called Stand Up about a stand up paddleboarder oh wow yeah and that uh, I started writing that but that might be a short uh, story because um, that, that idea is fun. But it's more I, – I, I was going to make that the second one in this little Cape Side Bay, that one, but then I was like, it's so far out there that I need you to be on my team when you read it. Okay. And if you're not, you won't buy it. You have to buy into it. So if you have the other two, I think you'll buy into this. And if you only have Cape Side Bay, I don't think you'll buy into it. So I'm like, I need that third one there. So that's that's what it is. But I've got a, a large chunk of that written. Uh, that one's fun. That one takes place all along the west coast of USA, and uh, he never makes it. He's going to Vancouver, but he never makes it that far. It takes place along there, stand up paddle border. I it hope so, because if it takes place in the mountains, you might have done something wrong. <laughs> there's caves. <laughs> uh, Cape Side Bay, actually, there's a huge cave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, yeah, so that, yeah, thanks for asking. The fantasy stuff has been, yeah, it's where I want to go. So the, the VR, though, is where I am right now. So I think what mm-hmm. I'll do is I'll finish the VR, go to fantasy. Go back to, we'll see what happens. It, you know how it is. It always changes. Yeah. Next time, though, I want to talk about your 20 uh, book arc and how far you are in it and oh, when sure. the hell that will ever come to fruition. Hopefully it will. <laughs> Hopefully. If you guys want to hear us talk about anything, you can email us at rightawaypodcast at gmail.com. We will talk about it on the show. We will respond to your email. We are good at that. You can follow me on the Twitters and Instagrams at Fina. And then you can follow this guy, Andrew Fantasia, online at... You can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all Andrew Fantasia. Very simple. Very clever. That's all for this week. We spend enough of your time. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, it all starts with your very first sentence. <laughs>